Hello, utility world. It's Kurt Moreland, associate publisher with Incident Prevention, here for another edition of new and innovative products. You know, this is kind of turning into like a Netflix thread because at my last meeting, which I did live at the 75th anniversary of JL Matthews, Danny Matthews reviewed us on some things about how FR clothing has changed throughout the years. So here I am in Indiana covering the tree care industry show, and I get to swing down to Columbus, Indiana to visit with uh, Tallman Products, one of our good advertisers. And on my way back, I thought, you know what, let's swing in to see NASCO and find out more about FR products and apparel. So here I am in Greenwood, Indiana with Andrew Wirtz, the sales and marketing director. Andrew, welcome to our podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. So let's get right into it. Um, some of the, when you're out there in the field, are there any complaints or feedback that you hear about FR apparel, especially your specialty, I believe, is rainwear? Yes, that, that, that is our specialty, and by far the most common uh, complaint that people have about rainwear is that it is hot. It doesn't breathe, it's just, it's not comfortable. So they, they, they would like to have something that is not so hot. Yeah, definitely. And is there anything that NASCO has done or the industry has done to make it a little more breathable? So the pursuit of the next product has always been trying to make it lighter weight, more durable, more comfortable, breathable, um, those kinds of things. So um, I, I'm not convinced that the perfect product has yet to be uh, developed, but uh, that, that pursuit continues. I think there's been some advances too in cotton. Has that helped uh, the breathability a little bit? Cotton definitely is a very comfortable material to have. It's not exactly the best for rainwear because the, the one thing that makes cotton very comfortable is that it absorbs moisture. So it pulls the moisture away from the body. In a, in a rain suit, that's not exactly a, a great feature because the water all around you, you don't want the, um, you don't want the rain suit to, to become saturated with, with the rainwater, you want, um, you want that to repel the water. So cotton's not a great fabric, although it is a very comfortable fabric. Yeah, I was out driving one time and it was foggy and I came right up on a utility crew. All they had out were a few cones around and with the fog, it was hard to see them. So visibility, I know, is always a factor. Tell us, uh, I think one of your specialties is high-vis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, visibility um, has become quite an important aspect. Um, so not only does the rainwear have to be um, waterproof, but it has to be arc flash resistant, but it, it's got to keep the guys safe from that oncoming traffic. They're not able... Um, in, in, their, in their work, they're not able to always have an eye on oncoming traffic, right? They've got other things that they're focused on. And so the, the garments that they're wearing have to make them visible to that traffic. And that has been a very important thing as, uh, as products are developed. And uh, over, the, over the years, we've seen a quite, quite a bit of a migration from a traditional yellow to now a high-vis yellow or a, or a fluorescent yellow or fluorescent orange product. So um, 
and the reflective trim for, for that nighttime visibility, um, the, the fluorescent yellow material for daytime visibility, both in, in, uh, in cooperation with each other, cover all those work environments. So the reflective uh, tape and markings add another dimension on there. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, there's uh, there was a study done, I think, by the um, Minnesota Department of Transportation about the placement of the reflective trim, and when you when you place trim along the outer most portion of uh, of an appendage, like an arm or a leg, and it helps define that person or that object is a person because there's movement as opposed to a traffic control device like a cone. That's, so, that's a great point. Yeah. In, in, uh, the, the, the placement of the trim in Canada, one of the things they do is really, that's really nice. I wish the U.S. would do that as well. They have an X on the back. So drivers know if they see the X, they can tell that the person that they are seeing doesn't see them. They're looking at their back. Yeah, and one of the things we're covering, this isn't a, a little bit off subject, is there's something called an attenuator trailer, which is actually a crash trailer that the DOTs are setting up now, and I think it's becoming required more and more. But that combined with good high-vis apparel, I think would uh, reduce uh, a, a lot of uh, road worker and uh, utility worker uh, accidents. Because uh, you, unfortunately... We hear about them not only in the news or the headlines, but also at some of the industry trade shows that we go to. Um, so I'm glad that you guys are, are working on it. Um, there's also, are you guys are working on something called Arclight? Arclight is one of our uh, Keystone products. It's been around um, for more than 25 years. Um, again, always trying to make things better. Um, we, we developed a product called Arclight Air, that is lighter weight than the arc light still is durable even more comfortable um, and and uses a uh, kind of a new technology in its coating to, um, uh, to to keep utility workers safe and comfortable and most importantly dry that sounds good okay so for those who tune into the podcast they know that i do some traveling I like to have state, you know, tips on travel and states I go to, but also I love a good celebrity encounter story. So here we are. We're in Indiana, known for basketball, yes. and right down the highway from me, not too far away, is Seymour, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And I know, being a big John Cougar Mellencamp fan, as a matter of fact, I'm giving away my age here, but in college, mm -hmm. I had a John Cougar when he was just known That's as John right. Cougar album or poster. So I got to ask you, have, have you or anybody in the area ever run into him? Because I hear he's a pretty accessible guy. He is pretty accessible. Um, putting those two things together, um, also not far from here is Bloomington, Indiana, where the Indiana Hoosiers um, play basketball. John Cougar is a huge Indiana basketball fan, and um, at... One of the IU basketball games a few years ago, I, I did see John Cougar Mellencamp there watching the game. He has seats uh, behind the, the IU bench, and uh, I had the, the fortune of being able to sit down on the court for that particular game. So he was just uh, just down the, the aisle from me a little bit. 
That's a great story, and I hear he's just kind of a regular guy. Um, he, he must be. Um, I, I know he was just as rambunctious as a fan as all the rest of us Hoosier fans, so he seemed normal. Well, I kind of feel like we've got a little bit of a scoop here on the podcast that uh, John Cougar Mellencamp is a basketball fan. You're not going to see that in uh, too many of the rock and roll magazines, so that's pretty cool. Cool story. Yeah. So a little back to business here. Um, I, I think I kind of learned something a little bit new from you, that there's different uh, standards or ratings for electric versus gas um, apparel. Yeah, different uh, different hazards call for different performance standards. Um, so you, uh, in everyday work apparel, people may be familiar with ASTM F1506. That's a standard that, that um, spells out the FR requirements for shirts and pants and daily wear. Yeah. Um, there is a sister standard for uh, to that for rainwear mm-hmm. and that is ASTM F1891 so the that is aimed at protecting against an arc flash hazard okay um but just um well, I guess I, I would say that it, an arc flash hazard isn't necessarily always as protective for a hydrocarbon flash fire so there's a separate standard if your hazard is a flash fire and that's ASTM F2733. So the electric utility companies would want their products to comply with um, F1891 while combination companies, gas utility companies, would want to make sure that their product um, had not only the arc resistance but also the, the flash fire. So the ASTM F2733. Wow that's a great tip especially since um, a lot of the people we work with are now merged to both electric and gas. You ne- can't necessarily wear the one apparel from one job site to the other then. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and there are products now that will meet both standards, so that's, that's clearly an advantage. Then you don't have to worry about that. But, um, and, and in that case, garment labels would reflect both standards, um, standard numbers, and, the, and have the test data on there as well. So reading the labels, I imagine, is, is pretty important. It, it is important. Um, everyone should get in the habit of taking a look at the label in their, in their shirts, in their jeans, in their, in their jackets, in rainwear, just to familiar, make sure that, that uh, it's meeting the high-vis requirements, that it's meeting the arc flash requirements, that it's meeting the, the flash fire requirements. Oftentimes you'll see... Um, a branding logo on the outside of a jacket, so maybe on the on the shoulder or um, on the chest or perhaps on a pocket that would um, indicate what its um, arc rating is or uh, the the arc flash hazard. Uh, as far as NFPA seventy E is concerned, they break them into um, categories. So okay. category two, category one. Um, so you, those are oft, oftentimes, you know, you'll see those branding logos that, that carry that additional information as well. Yeah, I'm really curious. How do you care for FR rainwear? I mean, is that something you can wash? Do you um, turn it inside out uh, to wash it to protect the high-vis part? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a very sensitive question. 
the uh, it, it is very important to make sure that your outer garments, especially if they are high vis, stay high vis. This is uh, it, it, it's a, a grueling work environment, rugged. Um, the, the garments get dirty every day, <laughs> yeah. and um, that dirt and grime takes away from the visibility aspect. It won't, it won't um, harm the, the, the flame resistance portion of it, but it does diminish the visibility. So um, we do encourage um, laundering uh, of, of those outerwear garments. Um, they can be, you know, some garments can be commercially washed, industrial laundered. Uh, most of them actually are just home laundered. And um, it's pretty simple. Uh, if, you're, if you are doing a home laundry, machine wash warm with mild soap and line dry. You just need to, to hang it up. If you throw it in the dryer and, and, and put it in with, with other things that are uh, at, a, at a high temperature, uh, you run the risk of delaminating the material, uh, causing the seams to come apart, or taking uh, the seam tape that makes the seams waterproof, having that come off. Or you, you could separate the reflective trim. Uh, so wash it separately. Wash it separately. Don't wash it with the towels. Like right. My wife is always and telling me, don't wash garments with towels. And then hang it up to dry. Okay, hang it up to dry. Now, do, I mean, should you turn it inside out? Not necessarily. Okay. The, that, that um, leave it right side out so that that, that exterior layer gets, uh, gets good and clean. And the, there are some special coatings that are used on some materials that... Um, not only help shed the water, but will also serve as um, uh, a resistance to dirt and, and, and grime. So it's a, those are a, referred to as advanced DWR treatments. So the durable water repellency finish, that's what helps water shed. But there are some advanced technologies that um, allow that material to shed the soiling and, and dirt and, and grime or when it's thrown in the washer it it releases that to make them return back to their high-vis color. Sounds good. Speaking of that, um, maybe I'm looking for a little bit of inside industry news here or something but in the in the last year or so have you guys developed any new um, coatings or coloring or improvements that you can share share with us? Sure, we we have um, had the the unique opportunity to develop um, a, a new coating uh, that we that we put on a on a, a Dupont Nomex Kevlar um, material, and um, this coating actually has some really unique characteristics. It's not only arc flash um, resistant; it's flash fire resistant. It resists um, chemicals. Um, it's the only product that, that we have that complies with the steam and hot liquid requirements, um, so it will protect against that hazard. Um, it can be colored to meet the ANSI 107 high visibility requirements, so it's, it's high vis, and uh, throw all of that in, and, and it's the very lightest weight product that is available on the market. So that sounds good. Like, can you can you do certain colors to like like what if I want a pink garment, 
Or yeah. or what if my company color is a certain color? Do you guys have the flexibility, or is it just you know yellow or orange type nope. of thing? We can we could do um, we could do just about any color, and with with that particular product, we could do just about any color. Wow, that's pretty cool. It would come with some certain minimums, of course, but uh, yeah, we could it, pink would would be but uh, an option, black, red. I mean, yeah, just about any color. Good to know. Another uh, question too is, um, what what is the shelf life? I mean, what what is like the respectable shelf life of um, you know a high vis mm. FR garment? That's a great question. So, <clears throat> I would say that's highly dependent on where that shelf is. <laughs> if, um, if 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 that uh, if that rain suit is stuffed in a bag and and thrown behind the seat of a truck. Um, and uh, the cab of that truck in in uh, July in uh, south southern Georgia uh, that might have a shorter shelf life than uh, say a, a garment that's in a distributor's warehouse in a in in, in a box in its package and yeah. um, so there really isn't in 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 that controlled environment there really isn't a a shelf life we'd like to have product get out there and get used in um, you know inside of two years and have that have that uh, be um, uh, would be a little bit more fresh that way but um, you certainly wouldn't run into any fading issues or um, any any laminating to, to itself or anything like that but um, we do find oftentimes Garments that have been thrown behind the seat of a of a truck and uh, and stay there for any period of time in the summer, um, pro- probably that's going to shorten a garment's life pretty dramatically. Yeah, there's testing on rubber goods. Um, is there any type of testing that people should do on your type of apparel, or just kind of look for the standard kind of rips and tears type of thing? I, I would I would say just a casual glance of. Uh, Look, looking it over, looking for rips and tears, but quite frankly, in, in use, you're going to find out if there's a rip or a tear, because that won't be waterproof anymore, and the, and and you're you're going to get wet. Um, NASCO offers um, repairs to all of our products. We um, we have a, a program where you contact us. We'll issue an RMA, send the product to us, we fix it, send it back to you at no cost. That sounds pretty cool. So I've been doing about a trade show every week, and the thing that I'm hearing from a lot of the vendors is supply chain. So tell me how NASCO is set up to, uh, you know, uh, you know, survive or or, or thrive in this uh, situation where um, turnaround times are being extended and and people are having difficulties trying to get products from yeah. say overseas or other places so that the, the the first thing i would say is we are um, made in usa our, our products are all made here in indiana so um, we're not waiting on containers uh, that are stuck on in you know, offshore in the in the pacific um, which is definitely good um, but we made probably two years ago we made a very significant commitment to our raw material supplies, and um, having a, a, a probably a larger than necessary inventory of our raw materials has allowed us to be 
able to, to, to produce product um, as we need to and not have to wait for, for anything to come in. Um, just recently, there's been a, a pretty um, widespread shortage of 3M Scotchlite, which is the, the high visibility reflective trim that, um, that we use. Um, we, we bring in a, a year's supply of that at, at the beginning of the year, and um, we work off of that all year long. Um, and we've already received our 2022 shipment. Um, so, you know, that's, it's that commitment to raw material supplies and taking the, um, those potential shortages, taking those out of, out of control or out of being an issue. Um, it's allowed us to, to really not have any impact with uh, some of the, the delays that are, that are being seen. That sounds really good. Well, how can um, our listeners, our people, but uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, so we are, um, uh, our, our website, nascoinc.com. Uh, I'd encourage you to, to, to go there. All of our products are, are listed there. We'll actually be launching a new website next month. So uh, be sure to, to, to go check that out. Um, social media, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, and our, uh, our handle there is NASCO Rainwear. So I encourage you to, to, uh, to follow us on those channels. That sounds great. I also want to thank you for being our longtime back cover advertiser. Thank you. As well as a consistent exhibitor at our conference, which we just got done with in Frisco, Texas. It was a big success, and we're already starting to talk about Orlando at the Carib Royale, April 26th through the 28th. So thank you for your support and sponsorship in the industry as well. A a plug to your trade show, uh, you know, as things are starting to just now come back to to life and and the the trade shows are happening again, um, we, I think yours was the third trade show this year that we did. And um, though I wasn't there, the report was that it was by far the, the best attended, the most productive uh, trade show for, uh, that, that we've had so far this year. Uh, we have a staff that works really hard to put that together. And um, you'd think that uh, our company was uh, a huge corporation, but it's done by um, uh, a dozen people. But uh, they, everybody works really hard, so we, we're glad to hear that, and we, we're continuing to strive and, and build on that as well. So, again, I want to thank our guest, uh, Andrew Wirtz, Sales and Marketing Director from NASCO, and just want to remind everybody to roll safe out there. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to hear more of our podcasts, Go to our website at incident-prevention.com slash podcast to get more. Or search Incident Prevention wherever you get your podcasts from. Until next time, stay safe.